What's going on, everybody? Andy Christopher here, a.k.a. the dad I listen to frequently with your next installment of The Dilf Show. Um, for this particular episode, I don't have a crazy form or you know a ton of outline content. We're going to try and keep this one short and sweet. But I think the the overall theme of this particular episode is that as a parent, you're going to have good weeks and bad weeks. And going through a week that is particularly rough for you and your significant other and your family are not uncommon. And I think that so many times when I'm looking at, you know, new content for the show and trying to, you know, get that, crank that next episode out, I always, I think that the hardest thing about ripping the bandaid off on a podcast and doing something like this is you expect every single show to provide this life-changing information or this total game changer or this light bulb or this, um, you know, oh, one fact on how to be the best parent in the world. And life isn't always like that. And the beauty of being a parent is that, honestly, the mundane and normal daily events are some of the most influential moments about being a parent. And Julia and I were talking about this in regards to, if you remember the, I I referenced the office a lot because we've kind of just got it running on repeat in the background. Um, There's, there's an episode where Pam and Jim get married. And one of the recommendations is to take little mental images and Pam does a little click you know, when she wants to remember something about uh, a moment, I think one of them is like when Jim cuts his tie after she's having, you know, a a rough go. Um, But there's so many of those moments as parents that you want to remember. And so many of those little glances and looks and, you know, wry smiles and the time they finally answer your question right. And when they start to verbalize things to you and You know, Arlo has really started doing this. He's really, really taken it to the next level in terms of his responsivity and being able to vocalize exactly what he does want, what he doesn't want to do. And those those little everyday moments when, you know, you're I just a couple nights ago, I was so Arlo loves to race. Right now he's huge into racing around the house. He has this little snail calls nail, you know, he's trying to pronounce the sn, but it's tough. And we, Julia and I get to select kind of like in Mario Kart, we get to select between a choo-choo train and this like pole cart. And it's, if you get the train, it's like the booby prize. It, the wheels are getting stiff and you're, it's way down there on the ground. If you get the cart, at least you get to pull it and stand up mostly. But the snail um, is, is the cruiser. The snail is the absolute zipper. And He is the one who usually controls the snail because I think he now knows that it's probably the best vehicle, but also he can put his little die cast toy cars. There's a little compartment, almost like a trunk that he can put them into. So he likes using that one. But the other uh, couple nights ago, you know, got down and I I had the, the train again. It's like, dang it. You know, I got the stupid train and we start racing. And he is, he's going so fast now that there are times when I'm trying to keep up at full speed 
And it can be difficult because he legitimately is cutting corners. He's doing his thing. It's great. (coughs) Excuse me. And he looks back at me like, hey, dad, are you are you going to keep up here or what? You know, do you need me to slow down kind of thing? And it was one of those mental image moments that I hope I never forget. And now maybe even saying it here should kind of immortalize it for me. But those, those little mundane moments, those little things are the essence of what parenting has become for us. And you really start to take joy and get so much gratification out of when the routine goes to plan, when you put your child down for sleep and it actually works out in a later episode, we actually just transitioned Arlo to a, a bed on the floor. And in a later one, I'll talk about, you know, some tips and tricks and what we learn along the way there. But, you know, last night I put him down and he just fell asleep. It's like, what a novel idea. You know, when it comes to kids, the more tired they get, the less likely they are going to sleep that night. So it's not like tiring yourself out with a workout and, you know, tying yourself out mentally. And then you just hit the pillow and boom, you're out for the night with kids. It's like they, their brain flips this other gear where it's like, okay, well I'm struggling right now. And I know I'm really sleepy, but I got to turn it on. I got to go. I got to go. I got to do something. And then all of a sudden your whole night's out of whack. So watching on the little monitor and watching him just fall asleep was just, oh, thank goodness it worked. We're, we're doing something right. And you get so much validation out of moments like those that you don't really need the big moments. You don't need the big celebrations and, um, and other other kind of hallmark moments, so to speak, to, to get you through the week, to get you through the month or the year or whatever it is. And um, I believe that is truly part of the beauty of being a parent. And the, those other moments, those auxiliary moments are more for other people. That's more for their interests. It's the things that you think other people care about, but I wish There was a little way to just always have this little chest recorder or this little head recorder on you to, to capture these and savor these little, these little idiosyncrasies that come and go in waves because they're slow. They're so fleeting in terms of the big scope of their life. I mean, they'll be doing something for a week and then they'll completely flip the script and not do that action or forget how to do it or something like that. I mean, I remember one of the funniest things was after Arlo stopped breastfeeding, after he stopped nursing, you know, many months later, Julia just kind of jokingly tried to put him on a, a boob and he was just kind of slapping at it. And he put his lips on the nipple and just was so confused about something that he was so proficient at for just, he was dialed in for so many months and there's so many things that our children do. Well, not, I mean, we, we don't have two kids yet, but uh, that our child does that um, they, they do. And then they forget or that they, they love one minute and then they hate the next minute. It could be the same exact thing. Um, But it's so, sometimes it's so difficult 
to express that to non-parents or to express that in um, in an engaging way because it's so pivotal and crucial for you. But everyone listens to it, it's just like, oh yeah, you you raced up, you raced around the house. That's great. Um, so you know what else is new? You you kind of get it in your mind that there always needs to be that next big moment, that next big leap, or oh my gosh, they're you know they're running and they're jumping over hurdles or they're climbing up on things without supervision. You, and you think that those are the things that people care about, but on the inside, it's these it's these little moments. And you know, going going back into some of I when I started um, when when I started with the idea for the Dilf show and when Arlo was born, I, I may have mentioned this previously, but I was taking a photo every single day of the evolution of his face and how, and how his expression started to get there and how he started to interact and engage. And, you know, you're, you're watching them yawn, you're watching them smile, you're watching these little crinkles in their forehead and it's just the sweetest most adorable thing oh my gosh i forgot about this little this little pillow burrito thing that he used to sleep in oh he's such a sweet little boy um but when i go back and look at all these individual photos i i think i made it to i think i made it about five months before i stopped grabbing photos but even in that time i'm I'm looking at a photo right now of me holding him and he's just smiling at the at the camera and he's got a little twinkle in his eye and you I'm just so grateful that our phones allow us to remember these moments in in some capacity but that when when I recognize one of those moments happening I really try now to slow myself down and continue to be present in that moment if you remember in one of the first episodes I spoke about the importance of being mentally and physically present in in these crucial and influential times in your child's life. But everyone keeps telling us as hard as these times are, we're going to look at back we're going to look back at these as kind of the good old days. It's like, "Oh man, I remember when things were so easy." And I think it's cuz you forget exactly how hard it was when you were going through it. It's like you know, I look back at college, I look back at high school now, and I think, oh, I, I remember these fond memories and these, you know, showcase moments and dances and, um, you know, certain certain events like at UC Davis at, when we used to do picnic day and hanging out with friends and random one-off nights that turned out to be just filled with so much laughter and so much love. But I don't remember having to wake up at 6:45 to get to my 7:30 a.m. class with a little bit of a hangover. I don't remember driving to school at Agora and having to park trying to absorb as much heat as I could. Well, I guess I, now that I'm saying it, I'm remembering it. Absorb as much heat as I could before going to run in the, you know, really cold weather as our, as our morning workout for baseball practice, you know, I don't, those aren't the first things that come to mind. It's not walking to class. It's not, um, a, a stupid joke shared when you're on break 
from, you know, the teacher giving their lecture, you, you don't quite remember. Well, maybe you do, maybe you've got a crazy photographic memory, but I don't quite remember those things. And to be able to capture them on your phone and, and, and go back and reference them. I, I found very early on that I just tried to take 15 to 20 to 30 second videos of just random acts, not any of these big moments. And you'll find that going back, looking at your phone provides a lot of comfort when you're feeling down or you're feeling like you're having a rough work week or that you're, you're, you're not in alignment and maybe you and your spouse are, <coughs> sorry, I had a, I had a big lunch. It's, it's hitting me. You and your spouse are trying to figure things out and maybe you, you haven't seen your spouse in a few days. Like, you know, Julia works a bunch and sometimes we see each other in very fleeting circumstances when it comes to right before bed or something like that. And you're just not, not in that same flow, not clicking. And I often go back and look at some of these videos just to, just to remind myself of these little, wonderful, beautiful, small moments. And when I started going back and looking at the, the face photos, it's, um, it just brought back all those early feelings of, of being a, a father, of being a parent and the freshness and the newness. And you, you almost start to crave all the things that you used to be scared about, so to speak, because you're, you're kind of getting ready and gearing up for that, that next big thing, you know, Arlo's in daycare now, then he's going to be going into preschool and kindergarten. And we're going to be battling PTA meetings and, you know, sports events potentially, or, you know, music recitals that we have to get to and from, and, you know, I, I really just wanted to remind all of you, you know, dads, moms, anyone who's a parent or anyone who's just listening that goes through the, the natural ebbs and flows of life is that embracing the negative parts and embracing the rough parts and the down parts are what build resiliency and what make you stronger in the long run and what make you appreciate the moments of flow and the moments where things are clicking so much more. And um, we all seem to fight these daily battles. We fight traffic. We fight, um, you know, I, I think I mentioned a couple episodes ago that I slipped on some ice when I was taking the garbage out. I, um, I had another mini battle where we had all this cardboard that built up. And the first time that the, it was eligible to be taken by the garbage, they didn't take it for some reason. So we had all this cardboard and I was breaking it down. And I'm cutting my knuckles and things, trying to, um, trying to break down all this cardboard. And we all have these little, you know, kind of mini bosses that we go through throughout the course of just hygiene and taking care of the house or taking care of yourself. And um, they're really not publicized, but they do build character. They do make you better and stronger for overcoming them. And, um, you know, this, this particular, this particular run of a couple of weeks, we did, we did have, um, you know, some, some wonderful holidays and some, you know, friends visiting and some, really nice times, but even those times when you're entertaining 
even those times find a way to be stressful and tiresome. And you, you come down off of those times, just like a, you know, any other event or any other travel that you're actually going out to see other people. You almost, you know, we joke, you need a vacation from your vacation, so to speak. But when, when you're able to appreciate and recognize the brilliance in these small moments, I think that you start to attract more good things into your life and you start to attract more of those, so to speak, hallmark moments into your life. And so, yeah, I, I'm going through one of those times right now where I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine with work, but it just, it just feels like a real grind. And I'm, I, I feel like there's always a bit of discord between anyone I'm speaking with and, and the message I'm trying to get across, whether it's a, you know, a, a family member or a client or a friend or a boss or someone just always feels like, you know, sometimes you just feel like you're that, that little bit of tension and um, it's not all sunshines and sunshine and rainbows. Um, and when you have children, that tends to that that wound tends to get opened up a little bit, a little bit harsher, a little bit more, or a little bit longer and extended, because you always have to be on. I was talking with my dad, and he said something so great. He gave me just some wonderful feedback on the show, and it was so nice. And he was referencing the story that I started off the the entire series with, which was just the water bottle story, the in in the face and. Um, he he said, you know, one of the most wonderful things and one of the most difficult things about being a parent is that you are always on when you're in front of your child. They are always looking at you as this is a moment that I might never forget. And there is that pressure to instill wisdom or do something funny or be brave or be insightful all the time. And because you never know what that moment is that your child's going to take away. I mean, my dad probably has all of these wonderful and amazing memories from my childhood. And the first one I talk about is one where he squeezed a water bottle in my face because I just spilled a drink. That's the first memory you take away, son. Great. Glad to know that, that the time leading up to that, all the years were, were well spent. Um, but that that's been another cool splash effect of of this show is you know i I've, I've been speaking with my family more my my sister just shared a story with me that i'll probably look to bridge into a, an episode later and um it's just really opening up lines of communication with people who i've kind of lost touch with so to speak and um that's really given me some some extra juice when work and routine life and sometimes family life gets a little bit rocky, feels a little bit bumpy. And I I just want to reassure you that you're not the only one out there feeling these feelings. Continue to vocalize. You know, I've I, I continue to let Julia know like, hey, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm going through. A lot of it has revolved around, you know, work and and things that I want to share with her just to get off my chest because you always have that wailing wall, so to speak. But don't hold it in. Don't hold it in. And remember that there is going to be a time when you crave these moments, when you look back, say, man, got this real, real dick of a 
13 year old right now. He's just so smart. And I, man, I remember when he was two and a half and we were just racing around the house. And I, you remember I had that train that the wheels used to stick. Oh, that was so great. This will eventually be, you know, that anecdote or that moments in, in our lives. But let me know if you do want to talk about something, if you want to share something on, you know, on, on our show, socials or via email, I'm always here to listen. And, um, you know, I'm going to start bringing some other people on and bringing some new perspective and, and fresh faces in to, to tell their side of the story. But if you're, if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling like you're having a rough day or a rough week or a rough month or a rough year, a rough five years, um, make sure somebody knows that, make sure you don't keep that to yourself. Cause it's, it's actually quite cathartic for me to be able to step out and, and step in and do this. But everyone has the ability to do something like that in some way. Just don't let it lead to something implosive that does irreparable harm or does something for you that you can't avoid. Um, you know, I, I exercise and I've got, um, I've got people to talk to, people I love, people I trust, and that help shoulder the load sometimes. But sometimes you just have to rip your own bandaid off and admit, hey, this is a shitty time. And I'm just going to, I'm going to fight through it. I heard a wonderful quote. I'll actually end it with this where I put it. It's on my, it's on my little whiteboard here. Life never gets easier. You simply learn to handle the hard better. Um, it was a, it, it was one of the women's basketball coaches. Um, and I can't remember what college she's the coach from. How wonderful is that? Life never gets easier. You simply learn to handle the hard better. It's um, it's kind of a hat tip, if uh, if so to speak, to a league of their own. The hard is what makes it great. But um, keep plugging along. Keep doing your thing. Keep trusting your instinct and following your heart in terms of what makes you happy in that moment. And just take it minute by minute and, and you'll keep getting through the next one. Okay. So like I said, short and sweet this time. Um, Thanks again for tuning in and listening. Interact on our socials. I, I threw a little message out there. If you can leave a quick little review, little five-star plug here, little something on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening on my, on my YouTube page as well. Remember, these are all videos. Leave a little plug. It actually helps extend the organic reach of the show. I know it's shameless, but hey, this is how we grow, okay? Um, go ahead and I, I, I promise I will follow up with you directly. Um, if I see something from you, uh, because I deeply appreciate any support that you can give me to, uh, to help make sure that this message keeps getting out there. All right. So this is the DILF, the dad I listen to frequently, Andy Christopher signing off. I love you. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Thank you for listening.